Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS. That's what she said with Zach and Nicole. Great. I'm very surprised by your opener. <laughs> you're usually either like all out there or you're just solemn. And the solemn See, always gets me because I anticipate the other one. I, I was until we we experienced some tough technical difficulties. And so. then he just lost it. Yeah, I'm 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 still kind of pissed off about it. But moving okay. swiftly Hi. forward, what so, what's on the docket for today? So Zach and I both watched the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's in my opinion, masterpiece. And so we're going to each give our review on it. Um, I'm going to let Zach go first since it is DC and he is more of the DC guy for between both of us. And he watched it at home compared to me watching it in a movie theater. So I'm really yes. intrigued and interested to kind of see the different reaction we each had. So take it away with your review. I'm going to start this way. You're speechless. <laughs> Technically. Um, <laughs> I need to see it again. That's yes. that's what I've realized. And, and here's the thing. I want to see it again. There's the difference, I think. I don't... Usually when I'm like that, I'm like... I don't feel I saw enough in the original to feel i got everything but this one is like i got everything i just want to see again because i really want to get the whole cohesive story one more time um review out of 10 8.59 uh i think on a second rewatch it would be higher my issue was with internet connection and so i i it was very choppy for me to get through the whole story Classic James Gunn-isms felt like an indie film, felt like a low-budget indie film in a way. Um, it had a lot of creative camera work, which I loved. I mean, first shot, the whole puddle scene, very creative because I thought it was like under the floor situation and it was it was really creative. Um, cast were amazing. I enjoyed every aspect of it. It was hilarious at times. Sometimes predictable. There were some scenes I was like, oh, this can happen. It happened. But you felt like he was having fun with the film. It was very stylized. It was unique. It was... Obviously, with the R rating, he could do a lot more than he could have done with maybe the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of film. Um... And this is why I think DC needs to invest in unique styles and artists that can deliver that because it was so fresh, refreshing to see such a unique take on this material. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say that I'm blanking on about this film but no i i thoroughly enjoyed it um oh thank you james gunn for actually creating a sense of fear about the device in the brain 
because I felt like that was not an issue in the first one. And I mentioned that on this podcast. And I said, that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the first one, because I didn't feel it was important. I didn't feel like there was any reason behind it. I didn't feel like it felt like a loose threat. And I'm like, if you're going to implant in their brain a device that is going to explode and going to threaten them to do your beck and call, at least let us see it happen. So us as an audience are somewhat fearful of it for our protagonists so that when it happens it's like oh or or at least like we want them to do the right thing because we're afraid that they're going to do the wrong thing but i'm so glad that he actually showed it to us that it happened because i really needed that and i'm i think there are people out there that also needed to see um rooker's character get his head blown off because if that didn't happen, it'd be like, this is just feels the same. Um, I enjoyed Viola Davis's performance a lot more in this one because I felt like she was more of a domineering um, presence in the room and no bullshit. And I appreciated that. Uh, I do feel like some of the best scenes were given to us and it was it it's spoiled in a way like some of the really comedic funny scenes were spoiled um i'm talking about the harley quinn escape scene i'm talking about the um tdk the the um, dicks thing the bag of dicks yes a lot of it was spoiled for us i think those are the funniest scenes and i think because i've seen it or i've seen it repeated repetitively Mm mm-hmm it didn't land as much as if I had seen nothing and I heard it, but doesn't mean mm-hmm. it wasn't any less funny because it was just such a well-written sequence. Um, I like that each character had a personality, like Idris Elba's character being having rat phobia. Um, Weasel not being able to swim. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious to just oh, to start... <laughs> To stop that the cracked movie me up. I was like, no! <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but I, I liked that you had that. I liked that, again, like for you, I think this is going to be a point for you, but there was no mention of Joker for Harley Quinn. We moved very swiftly through that. And she that made That was one of my great, points. That- she had a great monologue about yes. people. And I felt that just hit home that, you know, she... She's learning to be by herself. And I appreciate that. Uh, what else? Starro is actually quite terrifying for me. I, I don't know how you felt, but I was kind of freaked that. out by by Starro. And I, I think that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, I was like, ugh. That's disgusting. But uh, overall, yeah, great, funny movie, great sequences, great, oh my gosh, action sequences, fantastic. Harley Quinn's action sequences. Amazing. Stellar. Amazing. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I felt characters were really well developed. I felt like there were threads from the original Suicide Squad that were, uh, what's the word, were... Tied up? not tied up but like references or like pulled back you know 
Bloodsport having a daughter and the daughter yeah, possibly yeah. getting in trouble or uh, Amanda Waller using the daughter as a, a threatening a technique. Ploy, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that that was brought back, but it, and it kind of reminded me there was another version of the Suicide Squad, but overall a great film. I need to watch it again because I, I really need to pick up on everything. I'm sure there are things that I missed. Um, end credit scene, fantastic as well. I'm glad that that was there. Um, and it really sets up Peacemaker moving forward. Um, but yeah, overall great movie. I, I don't really have much to say on it besides a... It felt like James Gunn had the money to make a great indie project. And I think he genuinely had fun. And I think he really sowed some seeds for some interesting DC content moving forward. Um, And in fact, I wonder if Birds of Prey 2, if that ever comes out, if that ever comes out, if that will pick up with Harley Quinn from James Gunn's The Suicide Squad and not from where Birds of Prey left off. I I hope. I feel I hope that this is a sort of a rebranding for DC in a way. And I think based on the positive reviews from everybody, you have everybody saying this is their favorite DC movie of all time. Or at least favorite DC EU movie DC, yes, uh, of correct. late. Of late I think that it it poses the question should DC move forward with James Gunn and Matt Reeves being the dynamic figurehead of their universe moving forward. I think it's a it's a good question to ask. I don't think we have all the details yet. We still have to see how Matt Reeves the Batman comes out, which I'm sure we all think is gonna be fantastic. But until that comes out we can't really make that distinction yeah yeah right so how did you feel about it (laughs) notice how i was so good at not interrupting you this time with your review because i'm usually very i've noticed in the past i'm very like good at just trying to jump in um i actually have a lot of thoughts and i'm gonna try and simple them down a little bit because pretty pretty much what you said is how i felt um I gave it a higher review than you did, which is very shocking for us. I gave it, I think, a 9 out of 10, if anyone saw that on Twitter. Um, first off, film is fantastic. Fantastic. I was blown away the entire time. I didn't know what to anticipate going into this film. I kind of, we, we had predicted there would be a lot of death, which there was. This is Are, are we doing a spoiler or not spoiler? Um I mean, I wouldn't spoil who dies, but I think... No, but it was kind of predictable. I had I yes. had two... I had at least two main characters in mind, and I won't say who they are, and who I thought could potentially get killed off, and one of them did. And I wasn't upset, yeah. no. but I was... I, I, I just was like, okay, that makes sense going forward for storyline-wise for this person. So, opening scene... Fan fucking tastic, fantastic with with the beach with Rooker's character. Like I love how it just focused on him kind of the whole time and how he was kind of silent about it and how you he knew what was gonna happen and he's just like you know what it's, if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen. Um, but that was his mindset. The the weasel guy, 
funny. Love Sean Gunn. I think he did phenomenal with that portrayal. Um, Pete Davidson, I think he was hysterical regardless if he only had five minutes of screen time. Spoiler. He even says, I think he even said that he only had like a few minutes or James Gunn said like his minimal time, he still made the best of it. Um, Cassidy and I were obsessed with James, with uh, Pete Davidson. I don't know what it was. His short-lived screen time was amazing. Um, I think that opening sequence with all of them coming out, just like, it, it was hysterical for me. Um, Harley Quinn, best, best depiction of her thus far. I was trying to think of all the films she's been in recently with DC. I can only think of Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, if I'm correct. Yes. So I, I kept thinking that she had done so much more as Harley Quinn, but then I realized like she really hasn't because she did Suicide Squad and then they picked up Birds of Prey maybe a year later and then she went straight into the Suicide Squad. So I don't think we've definitely have not seen the last of her. I think she has said that she would play Harley Quinn as long as she can or as long as they would have her. Um, Cassidy had noted to me because of that monologue that she has with the president whatever he is um that was the best depiction of her because she really does make bad decisions in men and she starts to Mm -hmm. like she is such a romantic and we have not caught that until this movie how she actually does how how romantic she actually is and how on her fantasies so we see that in this film um i think margot robbie hit it spot on with her i think i loved i loved joel killiman um, Rick Flag, I love that that kind of reference to Suicide Squad where Harley basically calls Boomerang Boomer, how she how they knew each other already. And like I love that depiction of each character. I, I agree with you. They had each um, personalities. Amanda Wallen, Victoria Viola Davis, phenomenal. I agree with you 100% wholeheartedly. This was the best depiction of her out of the two films. I think this... And this one, you could tell she did not give a shit. She even said, like, yeah. I will, like, when she put his daughter in that position to to be put on death row, like, she goes, just her lines in general. And I loved Idris Elba. And I will pose this question to you at the end, because this is what I was thinking of watching Idris Elba. And I feel like you might know the question already. But watching Idris Elba's character Bloodsport in this, I loved it. I knew I was going to love it going into it, but... He literally did not give a shit. He knew he was a bad father. He didn't want to be a father, and he depicted that well. Unlike Will Smith's character in the first one, Deathshot, I think it was. Um, I don't remember his character's name, but he... I loved Will Smith. Uh, yeah, Deadshot. Deadshot. So I, I loved his character, and I was... And I guess I'll pose this question to you now for the end, but I'm curious as to how the film would have changed... Tone-wise, if Will Smith had done the film, if he had been in... Because Bloodsport is technically... They wrote Bloodsport in to take over Will Smith's character since he didn't come in on it. So, I know. It might not have changed... I think it would have been a different... I want to answer that question now. Um, Okay, go for it. But if you want to wait till the end, then we can. Um, But I I just... Okay, so, um... Yeah, I have the answer to the question, though. Overall, 9 out of 10 film. The, the, I loved uh, Peter Capaldi. I think each character... Honestly, I could see Idris Elba being in 
DCEU for a while. I could see, honestly, I would love to see his own, his own film, his own show. There's honestly a few of them that actually, I think Idris Elba, I think Ratcatcher 2, um, I think they all could do their own show, could do their own film. They had that much angst. Even Rick Flagg, I think Rick Flagg could have a spinoff at one point, whether it's a prequel or not, whether it's some kind of some kind of in the DCEU, I think he would be that would be amazing because he he was great in both films. To be honest, Rick Flagg, yeah. I just think in the first one he wasn't given like the correct material or the correct inspiration, maybe. But this one, knock on the head, amazing. Um, I will say there was one funny scene that did like get me rolling in the theater, and that was um when they. <laughs> When they make it to the camp and they poke inside and she goes, why didn't my people alert me? And they're like, what? <laughs> that had me roll. I was the only one in the theater laughing so loud because I was dying. <laughs> um, but that really showed off Peacemaker, really showed off each of their characters' personalities and that they really don't give a shit. And then Star Stardo, Stardo, um, Star- good villain. He did get me. He did freak me out a bit with the with releasing all the star, all that. It, it was fantastic. Um, so seeing it in a theater myself, I, I saw it on a Tuesday night, and it wasn't that packed, but it was still an amazing experience to have like the big screen, and I was able to sit with a few of my friends. And I mean, me and Cassidy were having a great wild time comparing like all the characters. Like we loved Pete Davidson. We have a newfound love for him. Rick Flagg is an army guy. We were making fun of Cassidy for her attraction to him. Um, <laughs> so it was overall 9 out of 10. I would definitely, I'm going to watch it again from home. But I think James Gunn, it definitely had like kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy feel, obviously because same director. Mm-hmm. But I the way it was, I, I, I don't know. I can't, the way it was depicted for me was definitely an indie film. Yeah. Definitely had that feel, but I know that Warner Brothers wants to bring him back. DCU wants to bring him back for more films. So I think if he did another sequel, and I did love the the brain contraption. I love how like it actually put the fear in you when she was about to do it at another point, and you're like, no, don't do it. So it was it was really nice. Um, and I did love no Joker reference. That's all I wanted in this film. You kind of saw the back of her tattoo where it's a property of nobody, which I saw pre ahead of time. Right. But I love that this film solely focused on like Harley knowing her worth in a way, quote unquote right. worth, but it also focused on like what she wants. And she said, "Oh, like right. I, I, when I see a red flag from now on, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do the responsible thing." And it was, it's just nice that out of mm-hmm. both films. That's all I wanted was for Harley Quinn to become her own person and to right. not reference Joker so often. Um, but I know you're really itching to answer this question. So. No, no, no. I was just thinking like I what I really what I really loved about Harley Quinn was the jacket. Yes, it was a live fast die clown. I thought that was fantastic. I loved that they were able to incorporate just. I feel like that summed up Harley Quinn. Live fast, die clown, like F you. And so I was just felt that was that was really good. 
Um, to answer your question. I think James Gunn really did his homework, though, with this film, to yes, be honest. Absolutely. And he, he always absolutely. does, no matter... Yeah, but... Okay, go ahead for your answer. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very anticlimactic, the answer to your question. But I know what it is I already, but... I watched a video on Will Smith, and Will Smith said on record, he's not going to do a film unless love is the main subject of the movie of his character and so that makes sense for dead sharp because the love he has for his daughter is what pushes him to be in the suicide squad in the first place and i don't think in this version will smith would have fit if that's his main ethos is that he wants love to be the main reason why his characters do anything in this one it's got nothing to do with love love comes out at the end but that's got nothing to do with deadshot's actions as a father that's not he's not attempting to be a great father like you said he knows he's a piece of shit so it is what it is right that's why i don't think will smith would have worked fair sorry i thought you had more for that no i no, i remember was, you I said that to me in a previous podcast i believe we yeah. went over this like a year ago and you said the same thing um overall loved it absolutely loved it i mean i think he was a genius i know you you had other See, thoughts I, too. no the thing is i think i think genius is overused these days i i, I really don't I don't think he's done anything in in the Suicide Squad that was revolutionary. I think he he definitely gave a a movie that is palatable to audiences that love James Gunn's work as either an indie filmmaker or as the Guardians of the Galaxy director, but has all the wheels taken off that he can make something that is R-rated, he can make it bloody, he can do whatever he really wants with it because he's been trusted with the material. Um, but I don't feel genius is the right word. Personally, yeah, I, I feel mean, like fair. whatever... See, this is the thing. I, this is why I, I debate this, I, and I'm trying to conflate it, because I get the sense, and after Chloe Zhao talks about Denis Villeneuve's Dune, and that comes out, I feel that's going to be genius. That's, that's genius. Yeah. And so that's why I don't think I can give james gunn that title yet until i see what denny's gonna do with dune i'm not sure if genius is the right word i because i don't feel like there was a stroke of genius in the suicide squad i think it was well written i think he really sat down i think he did his homework i think he really loved these characters and it was an equal film everybody had their moments throughout the film that we were focused on them and we got to learn about them so he made a great cohesive film that's going to set up for multiple movies or even a sequel. But do I think it's genius? No, because I know he's capable of that rather than I know I personally feel like Danny Villeneuve is about to hit that peak of, of genius. Of, well, of let genius me clarify cinema. why I thought he was a genius. Um, explain On my end, explanation wise, I think James Gunn definitely did his homework and I think that they need to bring the the... I don't want to say right director and because David Ayer still did a great job with Suicide Squad. It just didn't hit the nail in the head with it. Mm -hmm. I think James Gunn brought in a piece that comic book lovers 
found intriguing. And then they're like, okay, so this is like how me and you are so fascinated and so we love the idea of the actual fear in their head knowing that they could get killed off any moment. It doesn't matter who they are. She was about to kill off Bloodshot. So I think, spoiler, but um, I, I just thought it was genius in a way that he brought something to life that we had wanted from Ayer's version and he just kind mm-hmm. of twisted it and made it his own and kind of just brought everything and said, okay, you know what? I'm going to kill off who I want because that is what the Suicide Squad is. And he depicted that to a T. So, like, that was my genius in a way. And, yes, it did make my top three, um, which was hard for DCU for me personally because I'm not a huge fan of them. I love them, but I'm not, like, obsessed. Um, definitely top three. I think it's honestly my number one right now, if we're going by ratings, number one DC film right now. Again, I need dark, to see dark, it again. Yeah, no, Dark Knight it, is a whole well, other series. Well, but. I think even if we're not including Dark Knight, I think Snyder Cut is still up there. So Snyder Cut would be number it. two for me and at I've the seen, moment. I've seen Snyder Cut twice, so I need to see this twice to know whether this is yeah. one or if it's two. I'll probably watch again this weekend, to be honest, just to like kind of hit the nail on the head again with that. Yeah, I think I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to watch in theaters. I'm going to do a double head a day and watch Black Widow and... Uh, the Suicide Squad. And then this weekend, hopefully. Fingers we should crossed. probably have my sister on again for the Black Widow review because I know she yes. has a lot to say and she has been telling me that Too she much. wants to. We love her though. I know. I just love putting that in there. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So actually speaking of Dune, um, according to, to Discussing Film, Chloe Zayo, who is the, um, who's an Oscar winning director and is the future director for... Eternals coming out this November. Um, Chloe Zao has seen an early screening of Dune. And I'm going to refer back to this text so I properly talk about it. Because it blew my... I mean, we already know going into this film, it's going to be mind-blowing. And I'm trying not to hype it up so much. But we know it's going to be phenomenal. Um, So she quote, and I quote... It gives me hope that a filmmaker like Denny, Dennis, Dennis, is able to really harness his vision and put together something so incredible, so cinematic. I'm just blown away by the experience I had in that room. So from the trailer, and I watched that trailer honestly three times. Like I think I watched it twice before the podcast one day and I watched it once while I was on my lunch break. And Again, we we have spoken about the cast. The cast already, that's something incredible and something that I'm looking forward to. The the tone of the film, how like the tone of the trailer, the vision, the cinema, it just it's every I think movie move filmmakers I don't know, goal, dream, something like that. I think I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I think it was supposed to come out the same day as the Batman 2, I think is what was happening last year until Batman got moved. Um, I know you have, I, I know you don't really want to kind of give anything yet because we haven't seen it, but what are your thoughts on her quoting? I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. I think I, I think we expect this and just to hear someone else another director say it, another person who 
It's not part of the filmmaking, has seen it. I think it's incredible and something we already knew. I mean, I'm happy that there is a healthy community of directors supporting each other and uplifting mm-hmm. each other. I think that's super important and I'm glad that's happening. But I wasn't surprised by her comments. In fact, I was like, that is what she's supposed to say. That I think is what the film is going to be. I think from the trailers we've seen from the interviews of actors talking about it and I and I know the first one was groundbreaking I, I know that I fully get that and this is no disrespect to fans of the first one but I think based on the technology that we have yeah this is gonna look and feel 10,000 times better than that film and so that's why I'm I'm hyped for it because I genuinely believe like I'll be honest right I saw the arrival, I saw arrival, and I was like, okay, this is interesting, but I'm not really sure if I like it. Sorry, second time. Did I was he like, direct okay, that? Now I, yeah, I was like, now I get, I get this film. Then Blade Runner 2049, I was like, oh shit, I love this film, right? So now I'm like, I know he can do it. I'm not yeah, surprised yeah. by anything. I know he can do it. I think where I'm at is... Oh, and also uh, another film he made is Sicario, and I love Sicario. So I I know he's able to make these films. I think where I'm at at is I'm now seeing a director reaching the peak of his powers. And I think that's what makes me the most excited is that I genuinely believe we're seeing like uh, an Artur, a, a Ridley Scott kind of director a james cameron kind of caliber director right now and i don't know which film is going to be their alien or, or you know what i mean like i that's what i'm expecting i really think dune is going to be the magnum opus and maybe i'm talking completely out of my ass and that's fine but i really believe that this is going to be the big one where because producers trust him one and as a result are going to give him the funds to make the movie he wants which is what chloe is referencing that he's made the movie that he wants to make and she's proud of that achievement but so i say like he didn't earn the right to be able to do that he's had smash successes so i'm not surprised by anything but that's why i'm really hopeful that i think this is going to be that big coming film that hey Denis Villeneuve is an amazing director and let's oh I'm not let's surprised I talk about him that I mean I don't want to toot his own horn but we already know like through the trailer and pictures it, it's kind of easy to tell it's gonna be an Oscar nominated film it's gonna blow away the Oscars but I, that's just always me I'm always the type of person that talks about awards ahead of time I like to discuss I like to see something and be like, okay, WandaVision's going to get nominated for Emmys. Like, I can already tell. Um, Elizabeth Olsen's phenomenal. Paul Bettany is incredible. The whole production, just everything. Um, But that's just prime example. I think Dune is going to be phenomenal. And I'm not saying it as a shock, but I, I just like to hear it and be like, okay, so this does give me reassurance that Dune might be the film of 2021. Might be the film of decade but i could just be over exaggerating um any final thoughts on dune before it comes down and obviously we'll get more clips we'll get some more trailers we'll get more 
sneak peeks of it. Um, honestly, I don't know if I'll watch them. I don't think I need to watch them. I think, and that's the same thing, and I know you hate whatever, but No Way Home. I don't need a trailer for it, to be honest. I don't, I, I really don't, like, so I don't need, I really don't think I need to see much from Dune, like. I think that's, I think that's the thing is, is you trust Marvel that you'll get the right thing. And I think you've seen with the Spider-Man films, you kind of have a feeling of what you're going to get. So it's like, I don't really need to see anything more because I know I'm going to get something good. And I think I feel the same way with Denis Villeneuve that I'm going to get something great. So I I don't need to see anything else because I'm assured that this is going to be good. So the I'm way sure you I'm trust him is the way this. I trust Kevin Feige and I trust Marvel. Exactly. I just know that they're going to produce something amazing. Implicitly. And yeah, yeah. I have. Okay. I, I just as soon see, as I see his name, as soon as I see his name attached to something, I'm like, this is gonna be a smash. I'm gonna watch yeah. it, obviously. But I'm like, this is gonna be a smash. So I don't, I don't put any more energy into it. I know I'm watching it. No worries. Okay. So actually, which this brings us to our next point. Um, according to MCU the Direct, the Marvels, a sequel to Captain Marvel, has started production. Brie Larson quotes, "I'm in sets that are bigger than you could imagine right now." The film, due out next November 2022, will star Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Um, I don't want to butcher her name, but Tiona Paris as Monica Rambeau and Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan slash Mrs. Marvel, which her show is due out, I I believe they said beginning of 2022 now. Um, Because now we have What If that just actually premiered today. Hawkeye will premiere this fall, later this fall, and then I think that they pushed Miss Marvel to the beginning of 2022, which makes sense. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. I, I'm excited. I'm interested to see. There's been a bunch of rumors out there, which we've discussed before, but I'll reiterate them. Um, Captain Marvel sequel is supposed to be the introduction of Young Avengers, and so it's either that one or Ant-Man three is the introduction of young avengers so we will i guess we'll see i guess it might might make sense since doctor strange 2 comes out next year and that's the multiverse so maybe they'll anyways i don't want to talk theories right now but (laughs) what i'm i'm just a little confused on what the uh the question is there's no question. It was just a statement. Oh, I just wanted just... to announce that the Marvel started production today because I didn't realize. Okay. But then again, all the all the films next year have already started. Like Thor: Love and Thunder is not due out till next late next year, and that started production a couple months ago. I think actually five months ago. Um, Ant Man started production two months ago. The Marvel starts production today, so it's nice. It's <clears throat> It's just nice to see that we have productions going on and resuming and knowing that we're getting the schedule back on. Um, any any thoughts on the Marvel sequel? No. I figured you didn't. I think with you, you're just like, you know what, if, if it... If I but see something, we, I'll see it. T- yeah, but what are we going to talk about? We're just going to talk about the fact that she's on well, a set. Like, so what? Yeah, we what I'm curious about. So, what I'm curious about. Oh, there was actually something else that's on the script I want to talk about too. But there was actually. Um, I'm just curious about it because I'm curious. We don't know a storyline. Um, 
we don't have a villain announced, so I'm, I'm curious. But what's actually funny is that I also learned today, and I forgot who the source was, but I saw that um, Comic Book, Phase Zero, and I think Skylar Schuler all retweeted about it. So Chloe Bennett um, was originally signed on to the Powderpuff Girls live action, and she was going to be playing Blossom. But um, long story short, the whole pilot script got rewritten because it got leaked, and it was not good. From what I've I've saw the TikTok of someone talk about it and it wasn't good, um, but anyway, so news came out today that she has quote unquote scheduling conflicts with production on this show, so she had to drop the Powderpuff Girls, which is ironic because everyone's talking about Secret Invasion is starting to film soon, so they believe. And if you've never watched Agents of Shield, Chloe Bennett is in Agents of Shield. And with Secret Invasion, Nick Fury will be starring in that one. So there's talk that Chloe Bennett is secretly signed on to Secret Invasion with him. And um, Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark. So there's just rumors right now that she is actually in that project. Go ahead, Zach. I know. This doesn't matter. Who cares? We'll see it when it comes out. Did I did I did I hit the nail on the head with that? Y'all just reach so much. Marvel fans <laughs> reach so much. I'm yeah. just I'm reiterating what it's they said. It's literally just Marvel fans. Oh my gosh, I can't think of a single DC fan that reaches that much. It's literally just Marvel fans all the time reaching. Because oh, in all fairness, this person was in a TV show, therefore they're gonna make it to the show. Like who cares, bro? Like really, who cares? I don't get it. It's not news. It's not anything. So what? I am just saying. I am just saying. Listen. See, this I is don't the thing. see DCEU Olympi- fans wait, coming out of the wait, woodwork wait, wait, and being wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait. yo, Harley Quinn, this, she's not doing this because she's going to be with Poison Ivy. Like, I don't see those coming. Yeah, but you don't know who's going to be Poison Ivy. That's the point. Exactly. I don't know. Which I'm is not great. Trying. We don't know. We, we're waiting for that amazing <laughs> and costume. I hate, See, I hate that's why. The Olivia two. Coleman. Olivia Coleman is news. Okay? Amelia Clark is news. news. Chloe Bennett, unfortunately, I'm sure she's a great person, but her coming into this thing is not news. Why? Because she's already in the Marvel Universe. We don't know. They're going to use her. Like, so what? Finding someone who's not been used is news. That's something you get excited about. If I woke up tomorrow and I found that Lake Bell was playing Poison Ivy, I'd be hyped. Okay? But we don't know. And that's why I'm I just, wait I'm sorry. for that There's opportunity. So many, that just listen, isn't news to me. I just sit here and I'm like, speak for all why is that fans? a point? I can't speak for all the Marvel fans, but it's just, I can't. I don't know. There's not really a big description for it. It's just that I feel like with Marvel, there's just so much more to theorize. There's just so much more to grasp at and be like, okay, this, this, and this are a possibility. This, this, because that's just what Marvel yeah, and that's depicts cool. for me is that and there's so many like opportunities for this, this, and this. That's cool. But like everything is a theory as far as whether someone's signing a contract or not. Can we wait until this individual signs the contract so we know and we can actually have it as news? I mean, technically, rather Chloe than speculate has a contract. that, oh, 
she's probably gonna be in it because she can't do this film as a like she could just want to go on vacation like <laughs> she's a human being she may not want to be okay. in secret invasion vacation no she may be on vacation she may not want to do it like brie lawson's like i don't want to do what if and it was like why why are you doing what if like she's gonna do what if bro like who cares who cares but you know what's funny you know what's really funny about that situation too that i'll bring up nobody came after benedict cumberpatch or chris evans because they didn't want to they weren't available to voice themselves but the minute that the second that it came out that brie larson was on that list of 50 people that aren't they attacked her because it was brie larson they're like oh my god and you know what i'm gonna go on a tangent for two seconds because it really blows my fucking mind that people come after Brie Larson in interviews because they're like, she's so she's so monotone. She's so, like, rude. I'm like, no. You're literally editing videos to show that she's being rude. She has a sarcastic personality. It is hard being a woman in that industry. And I don't blame her for being rude to people sometimes because that's how they treat her. Fans are like, she should smile. She should smile more in her poster. Oh, my God, she's a woman. She's not smiling. Excuse me. Have you seen the other 15 fucking posters from the Avengers, from Iron Man, from Thor, from from fucking, what is it, Captain America? Like, it blows my mind how much they come after Captain America or Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. It's, it's mind-blowing how people are coming after her for certain things. Like, was her first movie good? It was pa- uh, par. It was subpar. But it made a billion dollars in the movies. It made a billion dollars in two weeks. I'm sorry. Did your precious... Oh, I'm, I'm going to stop there. But no, I'm being serious. The first movie was okay. It was great. It was a good first female-led Marvel film. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't like... It wasn't phenomenal. It was great. It was a good start to where we should be leading for female-led superhero films. But some of these, like, freaking jackasses are online, like, oh. Same thing with the Endgame scene. I won't get into that again. But, like, I'm sorry. Like, that just, it blows my mind when people come after actresses and not the actors. That's, that was my, that was my tangent. I'm sorry. Any I'm fi- just tired of of not news being news. Like, can, I just, let's wait. Let's just wait for. I thought it was just an can interesting theory. I like to talk about theories. You know this. Anyways, moving forward. So, according to the Diz Insider, Taika, Wik- and I always say his name wrong, Taika Waititi <laughs> is now focusing on Star Wars, as right. he should. He's been. Right doing other films and now he wants to solely focus on i'm I'm, it's not news but it's news um and then it's it's news because he had a great star wars episode and the mandalorian and i think he can direct star wars content so good for him i appreciate that and then um so we did receive a first look at amazon primes i know what you did last summer series which is going to premiere this fall um, to be completely honest, I forgot they were doing this. I forgot they were re- like, what? What aren't Amazon doing right now? 
They're remaking everything. So is Hulu. Kind of. But Amazon Prime, and you know what? This brings us back to our previous argument with, um, tell me if I'm wrong. This brings us back to our previous argument with the Exorcist new trilogy being spent $40 million on it, $4 million, whatever it was. It's Wasn't like that people still can't Amazon? come up with. No. Who's doing that? No, no, it's Paramount. That's Paramount. That's Paramount? Yeah. That's Universal and um, Paramount. See. But like, is no one else coming up with ideas, to be honest? Like I know original, I know original stories don't really do as well sometimes, quote unquote, as well. But no, that's not that's not true because why I'm cons- I'm confused in a way about Amazon, right? Because I know what Amazon's doing in theory. Amazon is creating a catalog like Disney Plus, but unfortunately, Amazon does not have the years of experience that Disney has to have a back catalog of movies so amazon's finding material that isn't gonna cost them anything to make cinderella being public domain story they can do whatever they want they can get the rights to it for free they can just make this movie then using up well popular individuals camilla cabello being one billy porter from pose being another one it just makes sense to do this film. I was discussing this with my, my roommate yesterday, and I was saying, like, no, it makes sense for Billy Porter to, uh, for us to do a Cinderella remake and for Billy Porter and Camilla Cabello to be in it. Just makes sense. Economically, it just makes sense. It's lazy, but it makes sense. So I get the feeling that Alice in Wonderland remake is going to happen in the next couple of years. That's going to happen. And I think they I'm did sure say something like that be... was happening, but I mean, we get, we're getting Pirates, I won't, I won't a remake lie. of Pirates. For Amazon, no, just Prime? in general, just in no, general. No, I'm sure. I know Disney's doing a, a, a Pirates of the Caribbean thing, but I'm talking about like I'm sure Amazon is creating a backlog of public domain, uh, content that they don't have to pay for that they can just make off the bat, and I think that's what's coming. I'm sure we're gonna get a Romeo and Juliet thing coming soon. Like it's, it's gonna happen, but I think mm-hmm. again, nostalgia is high right now and as a result there's been a lot of content that harkens back to nostalgia so it's gonna happen and i'm not against it in all honesty like i'm not i'm not sitting here saying like they shouldn't do it but i do think for those like 90s and early 2000s kids which we are we are 90s kids um 90s babies i think it is somewhat i i i'm gonna say i like it because with i know what you did last summer I love the original series. I loved Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr. Um, I forgot who else was in it, but there were two other characters, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I think creating a new creating as a series is going to build up more suspense. Um, and and they just kind of no, they just remade like not Goosebumps, but R.L. Stein. They created Netflix created the Fear Street trilogy, and it came out once a week on. Netflix and I actually watched it the first one at Katie's house Katie's apartment um and then we watched the other two on FaceTime and it was it brought me back goosebump feels which it is because it's R.L. Stein, but it's an adult version of it it's like actually scary it like cre- at one point I told Katie I had to mute my tv because I was just so scared I was so nervous for it so I like the remakes in an aspect but I do also think new and original material should also 
be made at the same time. But I understand that it's easier to take bits and pieces from... I wouldn't be surprised, and this is a very, very original film, if The Labyrinth was brought back in maybe a few years in David Bowie's Labyrinth. If they brought that back in a maybe five years or so, and they just cre- recreated it, and I would not be surprised at this point. I mean, yeah. So what are I'm, your I, I'm hoping they do more intelligent things. Like I really appreciated Hulu's high fidelity. I felt that was a very interesting take to take a movie that was very popular in its time rebrand it and do it as a tv show with a female protagonist i was like that's very intelligent obviously hulu fucked up the bag they cancelled the show without finishing it completely but uh i prefer stuff like that yes and i'm with you and in fact i've said it on multiple occasions original stories are the way to go we should do more of it unfortunately With social media and TikTok, we're dealing with a movie-watching base that, one, has not seen those previous films. Yeah. One. And two. Right. And two, relies on these remakes to form their opinion on what those previous films were. And so we're stuck in this weird phase of... Us needing to do three Ghostbusters movies to harken back to a great original Ghostbusters movie that we can all have access to at some point. That somebody smart enough should have just been like, let's just release it. There is no, this is probably sacrilegious, but I'm going to say it. There is no reason for Harrison Ford to still be Indiana Jones right now. There is no reason. There is no reason. You see the dots on his face? They're they're literally going to CGI a younger Harrison Ford on him. There is no reason for Indiana Jones to still be going right now. There is no reason. And he's almost 80. But you have a backlog of movies you could watch. I have the full film DVD set. Like, you really don't need to do this. Actually, it's three films. This is like Indiana Jones 4 coming out right now. My bad. But Six. you get the point. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. The third one was fairly recent. It was not that long ago when the the third one came out. You it's like don't the, it's need like to do It's like bringing him this. back for Star Wars. Like, there was no need to bring him back. You could have just left his character off in, in episode six episode three i'm sorry three was but, it was it nice was it nice yes it oh was it was nice nostalgic of again. course but, but we didn't need it we didn't need it we could go on and on about cgi characters I, I could bring up so many characters but and it's not good it's, it's not. not good it's no, never there's been no good. need for it there's no we don't need to make young people old people younger again and get the younger ki- selves we don't what need kills it me? i don't get why they do it have you seen the onset pictures? There's like a behind the scene picture of Harrison Ford with the black dots on his face. And I said, oh, baby Jesus, they are making him younger. Like, why not just 
why not just cast somebody else or not do another Indiana Jones? It's not needed. I'm I'm very fearful of him doing action sequences, to be honest. It, uh, you like, see, this is why I appreciate Blade Runner 2049. Because they accepted that Harrison Ford was old and they just put him in the film as an old man. And I it don't made think it's so that. much sense. I think they're just doing like a... Past scene, I think it's and I, nobody I, needs that. If you had Indiana Jones movie where, like, I understand Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be the one to carry the torch forward, and obviously with his personal issues, he couldn't be there. But I would have loved to see Shia LaBeouf. Shia and just say this is the new Indiana in Jones moving forward. Why don't we just do that? It's his kid. He's still gonna have the Jones name. Just, just redo it. Because I don't think like that. But why am I having it's those thoughts? I know. Because I don't have. I don't should. have the economy to do this. Like, why am I thinking about that? You know what this means? This what? means that you just have to go down to California and pitch these ideas and be like, "Listen, right. Dennis, Dennis, come here." And Denny, Denny, come here. You- uh, we're doing. We're doing an Indiana Jones <laughs> film, but we're doing it with Could Indiana you imagine Jones' if you... son, and we're updating it. Could you imagine if you just saw him on the street one day, and you're just like, Dennis, Dennis, sweetheart, come here. <laughs> Let, let's talk strategy. <laughs> I have so many Stop. thoughts. Let's chat. Let's chat. <laughs> okay, that actually poses a good question. If you saw, for you, a director that you idolize true and due to your heart like they make the best films for you you have like let's just say whether it's dennis mm-hmm. valadier or you have butchered his name several times anyways martin scorsese or any of them mm-hmm. what do you think you would say like would you be starstruck or would you go like right up to them and be like i'm your biggest fan no i would I would try to say hello, hopefully shake their hand, just tell them that I really admire their work, and then leave. That's respectful. I love that. I would, I would, I would try to have as much of a conversation as I could without being weird, and I mm-hmm. would leave. And I think from what I've heard from various different people, that they appreciate that more than asking for a selfie and trying to invade their privacy or yeah. their private time like if i saw martin scorsese with his family i'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna yeah. admire from the distance and keep going my way but like if i cross paths with bumped into i would say hello hi my name is zach shake their hand and just say thank you for just the amazing work you've done and i would walk and that would be it that i would treasure that moment of meeting my favorite director and I, I would hope that maybe they would be like, oh, that was a really inspiring moment that I realized my work affects people for them. And then it just be what it is. No, I love that. I really do. I think that's honestly, out of a lot of encounters I see online, I've seen a lot of TikToks of people just like, invading j-lo and ben affleck's space like trying to get selfies and first of all it's not the way to go like yes you can fangirl yes you can but be cool like they are normal people like us like when i met prime example i met stefan and damon salvatore ian somerhalder and paul wesley and 
I had so many thoughts running through my head, but it was a two second photo op. So it was a different situation, different scenario. Mm-hmm. But I was still, like, in and out of the photo. Like, a lot of girls tried to hug them, tried to, like... You could tell they weren't really trying to hug back, but they were being respectful. They were like, okay, this is a fan. Like, these fans have kept me four seasons in at that point. Right. And to shorten the story, my turn came up, and it was I was a solo, a solo person going up after Shannon and Kara, and... I didn't know what to say, to be honest. Like, in those moments, like, you have so many, like, things you want to say, but you're just like, okay, it's this is what they're doing for work right now. Like, I'm going to be respectful. I did my photo, and then I just turned to them, and I just said hi. I actually wished Ian Summerholder happy birthday because it was his birthday a few days prior. I said happy birthday, and then he thanked me, and then I walked away. Like, I didn't try and, like, have a conversation because that's not what that moment was about. It was just about me getting that chance yeah. to be there, but... Same thing with Bachelor guys. I met the Bachelor guys. And, like, that was a different situation where I got to actually talk to each of them and, like, have that photo session. But I respected their privacy. I wasn't, like, all over them. I wasn't trying, which they they do, like, when girls are all over them. Whatever. But I'm always too nervous in the moment. I would not be able to go up to, like, Robert Pattinson. I think I would, I would freak out if I saw him. But, you know, it's just in the moment mm-hmm. kind of thing. But... No, I respect that. I think that's better than what most people do. Most people would be like, oh, my God, it's it's Ben Affleck. But, like, first of all, he's gone through so much already. Yeah. So, like, people coming up to him, I think, gives him more anxiety. Well, why would why would you want to be in, like, like, for instance, like, if you were on a date with your significant other, whatever, would you want somebody running up into you and taking pictures of you guys? Like, No. Well, there are, so, I will say, there are, there are celebrities. Fame. Yeah, there are celebrities, though, who are, like, they're very respectful. And they're, like, some of them, even Justin Bieber I've seen has said on, I've seen the TikToks where he's, like, listen, guys, like, I'm going to be straightforward with you. This is my home. Like, I don't appreciate yeah. it. Like, yes. he goes, I will take photos with you anywhere else. But, like, my home is my home. Or, like, yeah. I'm shopping today. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And it's, it's the way they also present themselves but like i like there are some people who are like okay i won't yeah but there are some people who are entitled and like no matter what they say the fact that their their idol isn't doing what they expect them to do is hurtful and that's when things get dangerous because like like for justin bieber for instance that just makes sense to me right it's my home you are standing outside of where I live. Can you not? Like, can you just be a decent human person, human being, and not do this? It's making me feel unsafe. And they've and done so, that, like, where he's shopping, too. And he says to them, right. he goes, listen, like, I'm just, I'm I'm a normal person. Like, this is my space. This is. Right. And it's it's a whole other thing. But I, I, coming, circling back to what you said, I think that's, again, respectful and I think a lot of people should think that way, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts on anything we've discussed today? Just a lot of movies to catch up on. Yeah, I'm going to... There's got a lot to watch. But Actually, no, The Kissing I, Booth I, 3 I came out today too. Holy shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, But yeah. There's a third one? Yeah, I, I forgot that they filmed the second and third one simultaneously like they did to all the boys film. 
Shannon actually told me this Monday. I forgot it came out today, but apparently there's just so much drama behind it. But if, I mean, Ooh, actually, I do have one thing. Um, and it's about Amazon. Amazon Prime Videos Modern Love Season 2 is coming out, or it just came out, and I am very excited. Mm. So I really enjoyed the first season, so I'm really excited for the second one. But I'll give you an update when I okay. when I finish it. Oh, and I finished The Bachelor as well, and we'll talk about it another, another day. Right. What's funny okay. is I need to catch up. I haven't seen it. I'm going to try and find out my Roku channel and see if it's there. It's, I got... it's not worth it. The Bachelorette? It's not worth it. Yeah, I've heard. I heard. <laughs> I already kind of knew. I already knew who won, and I was very pissed off because I never liked him from a previous season. He was on another season, like, yeah. last year. and Yeah. He's on Tation's season. Actually, I want you yeah. to watch. I want you to watch Bachelor in Paradise starting Monday. It's really good. Hell no. You already watched The Bachelorette, Zach. It's just I know, one more. But it's, it, one more. Can I be No, honest? this is better. What is, what is really the, the difference between Bachelor in Paradise and Love Island? Like at this point. Like what I feel like I used to watch Love Island and I was I'm very really much into you. it. What is really the difference? The difference is that, that the they get engaged in at the end. Do they get engaged at the end? Is that they the whole could. Point? They could. They're looking so to engage. Some of them just, stay. But listen. It's, it's, it's so romance either, in paradise. Is that the point of the, the show? So yeah, that's, Bachelor that's the in Paradise Love Island. is previous cast members okay. coming together. Yes. And matching up, whatever they want to okay. do. Yeah. There's a bunch yeah. of shit going on. They could yeah. get engaged at the end. They could not. They could just okay. stay together, whatever they yeah. want to do. But yeah, I love Bachelor in Paradise so much more. So much more. Because it's there literally is... all my favorites and the people I hate together. And it's like diabolical. The only difference it's... is that. That it's people you know. Whatever. It's exactly the same as Love Island. In fact, I think Love Island took the formula and just made it into average people do you even know what i'm signing whatever (laughs) major loser major loser yeah you got that (laughs) okay any final thoughts on anything we've discussed nicole i do not all right i don't either so close us out zach oh it's my turn today okay oh it's your Uh, turn well (laughs) That was a productive, a, a, a full debate, Ron, humorous episode of TWSS. That's what she said with Zach and Nicole. We will see you guys next time.